Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Hi, folks, you're listening to Two Men in the Mouse, episode 170 on the White Dragon Podcast Network, recorded live on October the 13th, 2018. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I'm not joined by my good friend Peter Mandel uh, this week. We've got co-hosts, but I'm going to do the, uh, the finish the opening right now because I don't like change. Uh, folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day. And we want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Okay, so we do not have Peter Mandel this week. Um, Pete and I have been trying to get together a day to record, but you know things have been crazy over the last month. I uh, haven't really had the opportunity to get together. So I have brought in uh, two special guests from another podcast. Uh, so everyone give a big two men in the mouse welcome to Lauren and Alex from the Elixir of Life Harry Potter podcast. Hello, guys. Hi. Hey. hey. Thank you guys for coming on and for uh, filling in being my my guest Peter Mandels uh, for the, uh, uh, you know, for the for today. This is a huge responsibility. And I hope you guys are up for it. <laughs> I've always wanted to be a guest Peter Mandel. So I'm, this is dream come true. Ab- absolutely. Hey, mom, look, I'm on two men in the mouse. Uh, so- <laughs> uh, so before we jump into the plethora of Disney news that we have this week, this is going to be a news catch up episode, folks, because we've been gone for a month, uh, over a month actually. I think the last episode uh, where we Zach, Becky, and I did the um, the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, uh, which we ended up going to uh, like a couple weeks later, which was really fun. But I'll get to that when Pete's when Pete's back. Uh, I want to talk to you guys about your podcast a little bit. So you guys do the Elixir of Life. It is a Harry Potter podcast. Uh, when did you guys launch it? Four months June, ago? June okay. of this year. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. And how long have you guys been uh, following Harry Potter? Like, where did that uh, where did that obsession begin? Really, what happened was our mother bought us the first Harry Potter book to read to us because she she used to read to us every night before bed, and she read us the first chapter, and instead of waiting, Lauren <laughs> picked that book up and read the whole thing. And then my mom wouldn't read it to us. And so for several years, out of spite, I didn't read Harry Potter. And then I did. And the rest <laughs> is history. And so then you guys yep, decided. We, Go ahead. We've been obsessed ever since. Yeah. And so now you guys just went to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter down here in Orlando. That's yes. true. Yeah. So what did you guys, th- I mean, so if you want to know actually their thoughts on that, I won't ask you about it here because I just did a guest spot on their show uh, for an episode that drops this week, I think, right? Monday. Monday? Okay, so yeah, day after this one drops, uh, you, you'll be able to hear me on their show talking about the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. So it all kind of comes full circle. Uh, Spoiler, we loved it. Yeah, no, they enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> um, they don't like frog choirs, and uh, or Alex doesn't like frog choirs. That's true. You have a problem with puppet frogs, huh? Uh, no, no, no. The puppet frog was the only redeeming quality of... <laughs> I was about to say, if you don't like puppet frogs, this might not be the show for you. 
Uh oh. I do have a thousand and one Kermit voices. A thousand and one now. Yeah. Gone yeah. Up. I've yeah. I developed a new one. Recorded. I developed a new one. Uh, okay, so we have got news this week. So, but you know, before we get into, I just uh, for the listeners of Two Men in the Mouse, how would you guys describe your show? Like to somebody who was like, "Hey, you do a podcast. What's it about?" Basically, we just try to be funny with each other, but really, we get really deep into discussing Harry Potter and overanalyzing it, right? Big time. Just we pick a topic or a subject, and we do a lot of like listener requests, and we just like pick that apart and overanalyze it. Try to try to make each other laugh. I think it definitely you guys have a great bond in your podcast i really like your rapport i really like your back and forth uh some of the episodes i've listened to i've listened to your uh like the pensive episode that you guys did uh that's about Mm -hmm. the the actual magical item not being pensive uh you guys did a really great (laughs) review of the fantastic beast crimes of grindelwald trailer um i really enjoy i'm in the middle of your draco malfoy episode right now and i'm really i'm really digging that one i'm actually i started at the most recent and i'm working my way back oh so, good plan actually that's, that's mm-hmm. how spotify does it you guys you could find them on itunes uh you are you on stitcher uh no we're not well you can find them we're... on itunes you can find them on spotify um and libsyn right google yeah. play and google play yeah but you're on more yeah. than we are so uh <laughs> I, yeah okay so the news this week brought to you by our good friend and sponsor dave weikert of magical travel who will plan your disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you always check out dave by sending him an email ask him to price out your vacation it costs nothing disney dave wf net. okay so we're gonna start worldwide news you ready for this yes please and so you guys you were here in orlando you didn't go to disney but uh lauren you are a former disney college program uh student cast member participant yeah yeah so it's been over 10 years though so now what where did you where did you work when you were uh when you were in the college program i worked at the electric umbrella oh favorite uh favorite restaurant of ethan mandel (laughs) yeah every time it's discussed i cringe a little bit (laughs) because at least at the time it was well regarded as the worst place to get food Really? My favorite is the story Lauren tells where a man chewed her out for it being the worst place to eat on Disney property. Well, he just <laughs> approached us and told us, just so you know, I'm here at Disney every day. Every time I come here, I get the worst experience. And we were like, can we do anything for you? Like, he's like, no, I just want you to know. No, I want nothing. <laughs> I just want you to know how much you've disappointed me. And I was kind of like, yeah, I know. I, I just don't have any control over it. Yeah, no, I get it. Trust me. I, I'm not saying you're wrong. Um, <laughs> but I also worked at Fountain View back when it was an ice cream parlor, and that was awesome. Very, very nice. That's really cool. Serving up Disney ice cream sounds awesome. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Speaking of Disney ice cream and food, like how I'm segueing this, worldwide news going broad, <laughs> uh, drinks and snacks are increasing in price uh, currently at Walt Disney World. So that is something that uh, everyone's going to be collectively groaning about today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so regular, wow. yeah, regular soda is originally $3.29, now up to $3.99. So four bucks for a soda. Uh, large sodas were $3.49. Now they're $4.49. So four and a half bucks for a large soda. Smart Do you have like ounces on this? Um, no, they're just the large cup. Okay. So, you know, you get you look behind the counter. They got the medium sized cup and the regular and the large. So, all right, all right. <laughs> uh, Smart Water is what was four fifty. Now it's up to five fifty. So it's gone up a whole dollar. Regular coffee from two seventy nine to three twenty nine. Hot tea. I know you guys are tea drinkers. From two seventy nine to three twenty nine. 
That's outrageous. Outrageous, right? Like, how dare they? Bottled water from three dollars to three fifty. Uh, orange juice from four twenty nine to a whopping four ninety nine. Wow. Five um, bucks for orange juice, and the one everyone cares about, churros, from five nineteen up to five eighty nine. It's almost six bucks now for a churro. That blows my mind. Well, especially because churros, I think, are probably one of the cheapest things to actually make in Walt Disney World. When is it like flour, sugar? Yeah, like it's probably they probably cost under a dollar to make, so they're making a huge, huge profit on those. I think I read somewhere that like the the premium Mickey bar costs about twelve cents to make. Oh my god! Don't quote it's me on that. Cent? I'm wildly speculating and quoting uh, quoting unsubstantiated rumors, but. <clears throat> Uh, My Disney Experience, also known as one of the worst applications to ever be made by a Fortune 500 company, uh, mm-hmm. or probably more than a Fortune 500, uh, that is a recent update that I don't believe has hit my phone yet has led to a more streamlined interface. So they take everything in a more step-by-step approach. And that is all uh, going toward their, their new ticket, um, their new date-based ticketing system that launches on October 16th. Right. So it's how do you more, feel about that? Um, I feel like it was only a matter of time for there to be like different prices for different days. Yeah, okay. Universal's been doing it for years. Yes, they have, so. and that's why, like, I'm shocked that Disney hadn't done it. You know, before. Yeah. But you know, like, it's always been kind of like there's the Magic Kingdom premium. I like the Magic Kingdom is always like five bucks at least more expensive than every other park. That's being done away with. Uh, all four parks are now going to be at the same level, and those prices will just kind of shift around for the day so this has been in place for single day tickets for a while but they're now making it multi-day tickets so you could have tickets in a vacation block it seems where you can be paying different prices for different days wow yeah uh they are launching a new vacation planning website to go along with it that will feature also feature uh park offering overviews the uh tips from the moms panel and customized suggestions based on your personal preferences now, when you guys were here, you were taking lifts a lot uh, to get from place to place, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Did you see the minivans? I viewed them with my eyes. Well, yeah. also, when I was at Disney Springs and opened up the Lyft app, it said, oh, try our minivan anywhere right. on property for however much. I think it was like it 20, it's $25 to go anywhere, or at least it was, because we have mm-hmm. minivan news. So Disney's minivan service is set to move to a new distance-based pricing model in the coming days. Uh, currently, guests use the Lyft app to request a minivan. They travel to and from any location at Walt Disney World for $25 per trip per vehicle. Distance-based pricing will continue to use the Lyft app. The Disney ride service will also expand to hotels outside of the Disney-operated locations and will include Bonnet Creek, Flamingo Crossing, and Hotel Plaza... Uh, boulevard hotels cool yeah these changes come on to the recent expansion of orlando international airport where you can schedule drop off and pick up from minivans by calling 407 ww play i think it would be really cool like for both disney and universal to kind of create like a custom ride system like the minivans that could take you from like pick you up at universal and take you to disney agreed but not the other way around like they don't want you leaving Right. Like once you're here, you're here. Like they'll just have to create competing services that go opposite directions. Exactly, but you know what? Like I feel like that would be that would be probably at least fifty bucks to go from Disney to Universal with that kind of pricing model. Considering mm-hmm. anywhere on Disney property is twenty five. How much was you know how much was a lift from uh from Disney Springs to Universal and vice versa? It was only like fourteen dollars plus tip. 
but I think it can be higher for surge um, pricing right. mm-hmm. and yeah. traffic. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't too expensive, really. No, no. It seemed it seemed like it, I, I remember back from when I was driving Uber, it wasn't like a huge. Um, a huge jump to drive from one to the other. But I could see there being a market because some people really do not want to leave the Disney bubble yeah. and they want to have that Disney level of service wherever they go and whatever they're doing. So I could totally see a market for that. Absolutely. Like I know, I know people that would pay for it 110%. And I guarantee you there are people nodding along right now. Uh, Disney Springs news, <clears throat> um, city works eatery and Poorhouse is coming in 2019. So another new restaurant. Ooh. Yeah, this is going to have 80 different beers on top on tap, including rare limited supplies, uh, special tappings from local breweries and others from around the world. It will have shareables, uh, bar bites, wine and burgers, which I'm very excited because, like, I really am a fan of restaurant quality burgers. And it sounds like this is what, it's what this is going to be. I'm a fan of wine. <laughs> what kind of wine? Uh, generally white. And other than that, no preference. Right. Uh, this is going to be featured next to the NBA experience, so I will I will now have a reason to go over to that side of Disney Springs. Will not be for the NBA experience. <clears throat> oh, well, I'm, I'm sure somebody will enjoy fan. that. I made you guys go in the co-op, right? We went, we walked through the yeah, we walked through the co-op and and like the dress stores and everything like that. Yeah, yes. there are two new stores coming to the co-op. Oh, Disney. One. Yep, Disney Tales is a pet store, so it's all like pet supplies and. Like, my god kind of see there's stuff. a huge lack of cat things to buy in pets like sections well that's be- so. that's because cats don't enjoy disney or magic or happiness <laughs> that is a rumor and it's not true that is a substantiated rumor. no i, I completely believe that that is 100 percent true like look at you know okay aristocats you had heroic cats but lucifer um yeah. he was really brave he was also just evil. He was yeah, he was also super evil and like super horrible. I guess it depends which side you're on. I'm usually on <laughs> it's the It's all dis- a matter of perspective. Si- the yeah. Siamese cats. Ooh, those are real creeps. They were gonna claw a baby's face. Yeah, they were asking for it. The baby, <laughs> the baby I mean. was asking for it. <laughs> yeah. It's well known. You can't that go around with a face. You, around cats and expect it not to be clawed. No, you you don't usually see uh, Disney dogs doing things like that. I'm just saying. Uh, so, the other new <laughs> store coming is called Love Pop. It features intricate 3D paper sculpture greeting cards. Uh, you can find examples of their products at the Love Pop website. Uh, the there's a whole big story about when it was founded, but I'm realizing as I look at it, I really don't care. Uh, but Love Pop <laughs> coming to Disney Springs in the co-op. Uh, if you like the, do you guys like the Nightmare Before Christmas? Okay. They're doing a 25th anniversary Nightmare Before Christmas Halloween party at the Edison this year. Oh, that's cool, actually. Guess, Lauren's kids like that. You, they like they like Nightmare Before Christmas. They love it. They, Two years ago, we were in Disneyland on Halloween, and they dressed as Jack and Sally, and it was so cute. Oh, that's awesome! How old are your kids? Seven and five. Seven and five. Oh, you see, now when I was a kid. It was around when Nightmare Before Christmas like came out, and I was terrified of Nightmare Before. I didn't see it until I was an adult. It is pretty spooky. Like I didn't see it as, until I was an adult either, and I think it's pretty spooky. Walt Disney World has allowed me to face a lot of my childhood fears, like like <laughs> like Oogie Boogie and Jack and Sally and um, Sweetums from the Muppets. Oh yeah, I was terrified of him because there's a Muppet Frog Prince. 
it was like before the Muppet <laughs> Show. I think it was even before Sesame Street. So I saw it like on like old like tapes and stuff, uh, wherein they would um, like Robin was the Frog Prince and Sweetums was like trying to eat him. And I was terrified of Sweetums. There's like a whole like thing where Sweetums is trying to eat Robin and Kermit. And as a kid, it, it terrified me. I couldn't watch about the Frog Prince. So when I met Sweetums, it was like a big moment to kind of like shake his hand and be like, all right, you know, you're not so scary. Huh, not so scary. Um, <laughs> so guests are invited to dress in festive attire that pays homage to the Nightmare Before Christmas as they snack on small plates and signature sips inspired by the film and enjoy an enchanted entertainment lineup that includes fi- flying aerialists, stilt-walking skeletons, eclectic dancers, live music, and more. Tasty past hors d'oeuvres and cocktails are included, along with the Edison's full food and beverage menu for purchase. Guests must be 21 or older to attend, which I love that. Because there's not enough mm-hmm. 21 and older events at Disney. What do you True. think this costs? Sorry, wanna... Lauren's children. Yeah, stay out. They can go when they're 21 or older. They can wait. Like, that's never going to happen. Lauren, what do you think I think, think this that's got to cost at least, well, we're talking Disney, at least $75. Okay. I'm going to go 110 It's actually kind of in the middle of where you guys are. $85 per person plus tax and gratuity. And the event takes place on Halloween October 31st at 7.30 p.m. Oh, it's a one-night exclusive it's thing? It's a one-night exclusive thing. Oh, that's cool, actually. Yeah, wow. I bet you it's sold out already. They're also bringing yeah. a new VR experience uh, to Disney Springs. I know they have the Star Wars one currently, and that's not going anywhere. So before I get into this, everybody can just relax and know that it's not going anywhere. But Ralph Breaks VR is coming. So mm. it really should be Ralph Rex VR, just like it should be Ralph Rex the Internet. Like I get yeah. that breaks the internet is like a is like a thing. It's like a phrase. I think don't they talk about this in one of the trailers or something. Yeah, they but do. It really but should be they... Ralph wrecks the internet. It sounds so much better. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that Star Wars VR experience. It, I really so, want to do it. The Star Wars one costs like sixty dollars, and you have to book it in advance. Because I tried to like walk in one day and throw sixty dollars down, and they were like, "Yeah, no, you can't do that." you've never done it no i haven't done it yet my friend zach is coming in january and i think we're gonna do it when he's here all right so that's cool well, let me know how it is um, so with this um wreck it ralph vr experience do you think they'll be rotating out for like whatever is the new movie I'm or not... do you think it will stay a wreck it ralph thing i feel like it could stay a wreck it ralph thing because it, like the virtual reality kind of goes along with wreck it ralph sure um, do people like Wreck It Ralph that much? I think they I do. Really I've like never, that. I've never really met a person that was like, "Oh no, thank you, not for me." Yeah. It is a good movie. I've I, seen it. It seemed pretty fine. I love the first movie. I, the first movie is one of my mm-hmm. favorites, and I don't know if the second one, based on what I've seen, is going to live up to that. It's, I, I, I yeah. really liked the video game aspect of it. I don't know how I'm going to love the internet aspect of it, but we'll see. Um, so here's an overview. Ralph Breaks VR will debut at Disney Springs in the fall of 2018. So really, it could be any time now. A one-of-a-kind original adventure based on the upcoming Walt Disney Animation Studios film Ralph Breaks the Internet in theaters November 21st. According to Disney, the experience will put you inside a new multi-sensory Disney adventure where you'll be immersed in the worlds of the internet and online gaming with Wreck-It Ralph and Vanellope. Our, <clears throat> we have a quote here from um, producer Clark Spencer. Our filmmakers and the terrific people at IMX, uh, that ILMX Lab have collaborated to bring an incredible hyper-real experience for all ages to the void. Uh, we can't we can't wait for people to be immersed in the world of the internet and online gaming with Rick and Ralph and Vanellope. So pretty much what they just said, but now in a quote. 
Um, at Walt, uh, Walt Disney World, the existing Void experience based on the Star Wars universe is located in Disney Springs. Star Wars Secrets of the Empire will remain available once the new Wreck-It uh, Ralph Breaks VR opens. The launch date has not been announced yet. That sounds cool. Nor do we know where it's going to be. They haven't actually given the location for it yet either. I think my only VR experience has ever been at Disney Quest. Yeah, like that Aladdin one that they had. Where you were like flying the magic carpet? Um, I remember like you put on like the, these goggles and you sat in a chair and everyone, and I think you like sword fought. Am I wrong? I don't remember that one. It's... I remember the Jungle Cruise, Aladdin, and there was a Pirates of the Caribbean one with cannons. I remember but that. I don't think any of them were headsets. All right. Um, moving on with resort news, have either of you ever done, um, have you, have you ever stayed at Caribbean Beach Resort? I have. Okay. what do you think of it? Um, when we were staying there, they were like in the middle of a refurbishment and they put us in like these pirate to the care or pirate themed rooms. Oh, those are my um, favorite. That's I've stayed in the pirate themed rooms twice. And we had our kids with us. So it was really, really like a good experience. I think, um, the rooms were nice and comfortable, and it we're used to staying at like Pop Century, right? And it's it totally worth it. Like it's a lot quieter, better pools. We loved it. Yeah, but we were kind of far from like the main like restaurant and stuff. Yeah, that was actually when I first stayed at the at Caribbean Beach, and I was staying in the pirate rooms. Pete gave me a whole big song and dance about why I shouldn't stay there because of how far it was. But I really didn't find the walk to be that bad. Uh, well, the nice thing is they the buses stop close to all the rooms like they have multiple bus stops mm -hmm. so you don't have to walk to the main building like you would at pop century right to catch the bus well so I, I think that kind of fixes it i mean as has been reported they are in the midst of a huge refurbishment right now over at caribbean mm -hmm. beach resort so uh that a piece of that has just been completed and the new old port royale and centertown market are now open to the public so oh awesome yeah so what that means is they moved the check-in location from the customs house which was like this little tiny like building off to the side of the resort they've moved that now to old port royale so you check in there um <clears throat> it's been completely redesigned the banana cabana pool bar is now open it's its own structure now um they oh, fun yep they have a they, so they have a, they have the centertown market which is a quick service food location and they just opened a table service restaurant there called sebastian's bistro as in when is it served? um i would assume seafood even yeah i know sebastian has apparently <laughs> uh sebastian has apparently sold out <laughs> mm -hmm. guess who's gonna be on... it serves crab cakes so, He's like, uh, I'm on the French chef side now. Yeah, exactly. Oh. They they made up and they, they launched their own uh, their own restaurant. And guess who's going to be on the plate? Uh, <laughs> the uh, they also have a new merchandise shop called the Calypso Trading Post. Now, two of the um, the islands have just recently been renamed. You originally had Trinidad North and Trinidad South. Trinidad North has now become Barbados, and Trinidad South has become Trinidad. So no more north and south. They've they've mended hmm. their differences, and they're one Trinidad now. Um, cool. They've also opened up a new entrance. Um, it's over on Victory Way near the Art of Animation Resort, and the pickup for Magical Express and luggage delivery has moved from the Custom House to Old Port Royale. So that stage is still complete. They still have to finish the 
Walt Disney World Skyliner and the DV- the DVC resort that they're currently building there. So that's still going to take quite a bit. But the the one the the piece of construction that's really been impacting guests, the Old Port Royale stuff, that is now over and done with. So green light to stay there now. Yes, I, I mean I would. I, I stayed there like two months ago, and I thought it was great. I I couldn't say enough nice things about it. Um, that does it for the resort news. We have no water park news. Before we get into the park news, I'm going to take a quick commercial break. Hear from our sponsors and the rest of the White Dragon Podcast Network, and we'll be right back uh, with more of the news. So stay tuned, folks. More Two Men in the Mouse coming at you right after this. You know, Pete, it's hard work planning a Disney vacation. Of course. Your whole family has to get going. You got to pack everything up. You got to figure out where you're eating. You got to figure out where you're staying. But you know what makes life so much easier and makes your trip planning a more fun experience? Tell me. That sounds like something I need. Absolutely. You need a travel agent. Do we know one of those? We absolutely do. We know our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse, folks. We've both used him. Yes, we have. Dave Weikert plans our Disney vacations all the time, and we would not recommend him if we didn't use his services ourselves. Dave started his Cranford-based business here in 2008 and in that time has been planning hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations. Dave plans every trip as if it were his own and you will never find someone more passionate about Disney. Very easy to work with and will do his best to make sure you're satisfied. Working with Dave, you're likely to pay less and get more. And what's better than that, Peter Mandel? Tell me. You never pay a charge for Dave's services. It is 100% free. Dave will plan your entire trip for no additional cost to you. That sounds awesome. Absolutely. Dave has helped over 875 families enjoy their Disney vacations. A graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge, Dave has visited every Disney World resort and has personally stayed at 12 Disney World resorts. He's dined also at every Disney restaurant. He's crazy about Disney food. That is an accomplishment. Absolutely. I wish I could say I did that. That's like the snack challenge times 10. Yep. Dave also gives you Disney dollars for land packages and shipboard credits for any Disney Cruise Line vacations you might be going to. Uh, this can be used as cash at any Disney destination or store. Traveling with kids in your party, Dave will also provide you autograph books for all your kids. He gave them to us? Absolutely. Your kids went down with Dave Weicker autograph books. Of course. All Disney autograph books supplied by Dave Weicker. Depends how his name on Dave simplifies your life by booking your complete vacation, including resort stay, airlines, Disney meal plans, and park passes. Also, checks daily for new discounts. When specials are announced, he immediately checks availability and rebooks your vacation at the lowest possible price. Dave can also book all your Disney dining and will do his best to get hard-to-book reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest. It's really, truly a no-brainer. Folks, take the stress out of your life. Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men in the Mouse. If you and your family are taking a trip to the Orlando area this year, your little ones deserve to stroll in style. Lugging a stroller from home can be an annoying and frustrating part of the first leg of your journey, and renting those hard plastic strollers from Disney theme parks can be both costly and uncomfortable for your kids. Well, I'm here to tell you about the solution to your child transport problems, and that's Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. Not only is it less expensive than renting a stroller from the theme parks themselves, but these are padded luxury models with features like drink holders, canopies, storage baskets, and more. What's more, you keep this stroller with you for your entire trip, whereas park-rented strollers, you got to return them before you leave the park that day. This is going to make those late-night post-fireworks bus stop queues so much easier, and Dad's shoulders are going to thank you for it. 
So, how does it work? You just go to KingdomStrollers.com and make your selection on the stroller or crib that's right for your child. Just let the good folks over there know a great time for delivery and pickup and where you'll be staying. You can pick your stroller or crib up from the luggage stand at your resort and then drop them back off there at the end of your stay. So pack light, leave your stroller at home, and save up to a whopping 50% versus park price stroller rentals when you visit KingdomStrollers.com. My name is Dimitri Ravanis, and I'm the host of a brand new podcast called Chewing Clock. Now, you might remember me from my old show here on WDPN called The Extra Magic Hour. Well, now I've got a new podcast each and every weekday morning talking about my one true love, college football. That's right. Chew on that, wife. You don't have to be a hardcore fan of the sport to like the show. You don't even have to be a fan at all. Sure, sometimes we're talking about what's happening on the field, but other times I'll be arguing passionately that Nick Saban is a Gryffindor, not a Slytherin. So tune in each and every weekday morning. The show is never longer than 15 seconds, and you can always find it on iTunes, Stitcher, and at armchairallamericans.com. The name of the show is Chewing Clock with me, Dimitri Ravanis, and my co-host, Tyler McComas. Join us every weekday morning. Hi there, this is Monica Pinto from the Mouse in Our House podcast inviting you to join me here every other Friday for all things Disney from my perspective. Let's face it, with our fast-paced lives in a crazy world, always running from one place to another, from hectic work days to family responsibilities, from household chores to those never-ending errands, it sometimes seems impossible to survive until your next Disney trip. How to turn that around? Easy, by keeping a little bit of that Disney magic in our everyday lives. So go ahead, sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee and a little something sweet, and let's chat Disney. Join me here on the White Dragon Podcast Network every other Friday where we'll celebrate all the magic, all the fun, all the memories, and even some stuff that's not so magical. But don't worry, a little bit of pixie dust should take care of that. So until then, I hope you remember to keep the mouse in your house. Hello, I'm Storybook Julius, the White Dragon Podcast Network's resident Canadian and the host of Storybook Radio, a Walt Disney World and Universal Studios podcast appearing every Wednesday here on WDPN. Walt Disney was a storyteller, and well, so am I. Now, I'm not saying that I'm as cool as Walt Disney or anything, but I'm saying that if you're looking for a unique take on the Walt Disney World and Universal Studios theme parks, with immersive looks at their stories, backstories, and histories, you've come to the right place. Head on over to iTunes, Stitcher, or Podomatic to subscribe to and download the Storybook Radio podcast each and every Wednesday. You can also check out www.storybookradio.com for more details and more content. This is Bill Farmer, and you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse. And we are back. Thank you for sticking with us through the commercial, folks. We are back with the news, and it's theme park news time, and we're driving right into the Magic Kingdom. Before we get, uh, Lauren, what's your favorite park? Epcot, hardcore Ep- Epcot. Oh, really? How, is that because you were? Was it your favorite before you worked there? No, I uh, yeah, it was. I requested to work there in my phone interview. Oh, interesting. Okay, and Alex, what's your favorite? Ma- uh, Animal Kingdom. Nice. Okay. Well, Magic Kingdom is still my favorite, even if it's marginally so. Animal Kingdom is a very close <laughs> second. So we're going to start with the Magic Kingdom news, as we always do. We got some heartbreaking refurbishments that are going to ruin people's trips. All right, you guys ready for this? <clears throat> Lay it yes. on me. Tom Sawyer Island is closing for nearly two months. No, my favorite thing I've done recently. Right, like jumping on barrel bridges and 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 other things that you can do there. Like, uh, no, you know, honestly, I find 
Tom Sawyer Island is essential in Magic Kingdom because that's the only place you can go to get away from the crowds and like take a breather. That is a good point. I, and if you bring food, I do love it. Yeah, and if you bring I, food into the park with you, it's a good place to go like picnic. What were you saying? I was just saying I don't know if I've actually ever been there. Really? <laughs> I know I've been to it when it was in Disneyland before it was Pirates Island. It's pirate. but I don't remember. It's a pirate island. Yeah. There? It was last time I was there, oh. which was it was Tom Sawyer's Island, and then they made it Pirates Island, right? Why is it that Disneyland takes all of these like really outdated, awful things like Tom Sawyer Island and the Swiss Family Treehouse and turns them into awesome IP-related things? I think it's a willingness to spend money by management, potentially. Maybe. They have to optimize their space. In, yeah. in further trip-ruining refurbishment news, the Tomorrowland Speedway is closing for five months. Not that. Anything but that. January 2nd to May 17th, <laughs> it will be closed. That's the rumored uh, time frame. So, but the reason why they're closing it is exciting. They have to reroute the track in order to make room for the Tron roller coaster. That's going to be so worth it. Have you ever watched the, um, the ride-through from Shanghai of the Tron light cycles? Yes. The better amazing. question is, have I ever stopped watching it? Have you ever stopped <laughs> watching it? Are you watching it right now? Because that'd be awesome. Yeah, you're kind of talking over it. Do you mind? <laughs> Sorry, be quiet. <laughs> uh, um, I can't wait for this. They're, they've already started clearing land. Um, but it's interesting. They're clearing the land like on the other side of the train tracks, like beyond mm-hmm. what we usually know as the boundaries of the Magic Kingdom. So yeah. it looks like there's going to be some kind of bridge that goes like over the train tracks, which is going to be how you get to this attraction. And they have to reroute the train as well. I'm so excited. I hope they make it look half as awesome as the one in Shanghai. I hope they make it look more awesome. Yeah. More people come to this park. (laughs) The, um... okay. And further refurbishment news. This one actually might hurt some people. Peter Pan's flight is closing for one month from January 7th to February 1st that's rough. What are people going to get fast passes for? I know. What are they going to, what are people going to sit online and wait for, for 85 minutes and then be disappointed? (laughs) Like in the world of dark rides, like I don't understand why this dark ride is the one that people love so much. I feel like it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like it, it has a low capacity relatively. Right. And then people are like, well, it has a long line. So it must be great. So they get in line for it. But it's it's an omni mover also, so it shouldn't take that long. Like it should be in theory, it should be constantly loading and, and moving. It should be, but it's not. It's slow. Um oh, so in debaucherous news, BR Guest is extending its alcohol consumption policy to breakfast and lunch. Excellent. Yes. That's totally up our alley. Right? Like, for so long, you couldn't get a drink in Magic Kingdom. And then all of a sudden, along came, um, you know, Be Our Guest in 2012. And suddenly, you can get crunk in the Magic Kingdom. Now, uh, but that was only for dinner. Now, you can get it for your with your quick service breakfast and your uh, and your lunch. A quick service lunch. They offer... Well, as crowds go up, you really need to make adjustments. Exactly. You know, and, and, <clears throat> you know, you still can't be walking around the Magic Kingdom with a beer in your hand like you can out of the parks, but... Yeah, you have to get a reservation to get alcohol, so pretty it's limited. Much. Yeah, and I'm sure that they 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 have a pretty good way to limit you because in Epcot it's kind of hard to limit people because you can just go from one country to the next and just keep drinking. Um, 
In so be our guest offers for breakfast ten dollar mimosas and sangria. I love I love sangria and I love mimosas. Yeah, there's a mimosa bar. Ten dollars. Ten dollars. Yeah, that's a good deal for Disney. Yeah. Did you hear how much a churro is? <laughs> exactly. May I may I refer you to the beginning of the show? Um, the um they've also got uh, beer and wine at lunch. So there you go. They have a mimosa bar at Epcot Food and Wine this year, and <gasps> it's wonderful. The one year I'm missing food and wine. Yeah. The mimosa bar. You were here without me. You were here. You could have come. The mimosa yeah. bar was so close. I'll make you a, uh, a mimosa bar. You were drinking Thank you. Please butter do. beer. Uh, <clears throat> okay, so the Plaza Restaurant in the Magic Kingdom, right on Main Street, is offering breakfast for a limited time. Hmm. Uh, menu items will include a classic all-American breakfast featuring scrambled eggs with breakfast potatoes, sausage, bacon, a biscuit, and Mickey waffles. There's also the lobster Benedict with crispy fried green tomatoes, buttery lobster, two poached eggs, and hollandaise served with house-made breakfast potatoes. In addition, you can create your own omelet with fresh ingredients including sausage, bacon, ham, onions, peppers, tomatoes, and cheese. Sounds amazing. That's a limited time. Uh, I think it's just for like the rush of people that come in for the holidays. It's from November the 4th mm-hmm. through January the 5th. Uh, I'm sure if they make money on it, they'll continue it. That's the thing. They kind of try these things out on a limited time basis first, and then they go back to it. Um, like, we were talking on a recent episode about, like, things that were tried out but never actually ended up happening. Uh, one of those I realized the other day was the um, when they would, like, your magic band would, like, read your name, and the and the hitchhiking ghost would, like, hold up a sign with your hometown on it, or Small World would, like, mm-hmm. have your name on a screen. So, they, you know, they roll these things out, they see how it works, and if it's cost-effective, they roll it out. But right now, they seem to be taking away more things than they're, than they're, like, while they're building these big, huge new attractions, they're taking away a lot of smaller things that we love so much, like the Streetmosphere actors on Main Street USA and Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Um, they are apparently gone completely going to be completely gone once um the uh the contract runs out i've heard uh, was it you that was were you guys that were telling me that a couple of the ones in main street are, is gone are gone already no somebody was telling wasn't me, me. Uh, i heard about it and that's terrible i think it's a poor decision i do too yeah it's 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 really like i mean nobody's like i can't wait to get to magic kingdom and go see the mayor but like when you're there it's like hey here's this guy that's been playing the mayor in the magic kingdom for you know, so many years, and it's just like an old friend that you get to greet again. I mm-hmm. and the isn't st- it the like the thing that makes Disney Disney like the little details and yeah. like the full immersion and magic moments. Yeah, and it's unfortunate. Like it all started with Scoop Sanderson, the the reporter for, on on Main Street. That you know he got axed when his contract ran out. I'm mm-hmm. now my fear is that this extends to the Dapper Dance. Yeah, that would be bad. That would be terrible. Aren't they like a big deal? They, they can't do that. They're a huge deal, but you know, I'm wondering if it's like if it's because they're adding so many new huge attractions that they're cutting costs elsewhere. I mean, mm-hmm. there's still people there all the time, and it's still always packed. I don't understand how they're hurting for money that they have to do stuff like that. They're not. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. one thing that Disney likes to add are new dance parties. Oh, do your kids yeah, like nice and cheap. Do your kids like the dance parties? <laughs> <laughs> no um we were in uh tomorrowland during the the pixar one or the incredibles is that what it was and i thought my daughter she's very outgoing and friendly and i was uh-huh. like 
oh, you'll love this. Like, go make some friends. Like, this is really fun. There's fun music. And she was like, no way. Like, that is too scary. <laughs> like, the like the Pixar characters are kind of scary looking a little bit. Yeah, I get that. And she was like, no, 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 no. And <laughs> I was like, are you not. sure? Uh, I participated in my first ever Disney dance party recently at a, at a DVC Moonlight Magic with two of my friends. Uh, I did not dance, but I was on, I was out there for it because it was on the stage of the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular. Oh, oh, cool. And I really just wanted the opportunity to walk on the stage and like look around and take pictures and like touch one of the crash pads. Um, Hopefully and, none of the spikes popped out of the ground. No, but I found where we found where the spikes come out of the ground. Like that oh, was one cool. of the things we wanted to That's look for. That's awesome. Uh, and also Mickey made fun of me for not dancing. Like Mickey, good on you, Mickey. Yeah, Mickey literally like danced over to me and was like, he looked at me like, why aren't you dancing? And I did like a step touch and he made fun of it and started mimicking it. <laughs> I was like, did I just get shamed by Mickey Mouse? <laughs> That's what he does. That's his thing. Exactly. <laughs> uh so Mickey the insult comment. Exactly. The 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 move it shake it celebrate it dance party has been there for quite a while, but that's going away. And it's being replaced by the move it shake it mouska dance it street party, which is a really bad name. Uh, Can you say yeah. that again, please? Move it shake it mouska dance it. Oh yeah, I like it. It's it rolls right off the tongue. It's not it's not awkward to say in any way, shape, or form. Right, yep. It'll be the new thing that's always happening when I'm trying to leave the Magic Kingdom that makes it harder to get down Main Street. Which isn't that big deal because it's so easy to leave the Magic Kingdom. So Right, it's the easiest you thing You step in the right world. out the gate, you walk 100 yards, you step right in a line, you wait in that line, then you wait some more, and mm -hmm. then you hop right on. Uh, a parking tram. Uh, the, well, I was going to say the monorail, yeah. and then uh, it breaks down and you wait some more. Yes. <laughs> it's like you're there with me. This is always my experience. It's a breeze. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the new, the Mouska Dance at Party will start on January the 18th. It, it's going to feature classic Mickey Mouse Club songs in new arrangements. It will feature such characters as Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Donald, Daisy, Goofy, Pluto, Chip and Dale, and Goofy's son, Max. <gasps> That's cool. I'm a big fan of Max, so I'm very excited to get Max in, get Max more in front of the camera. Uh, For sure. All of Main Street USA residents are eager to be a part of this special surprise celebration. From January 18th to September 30th, the Dapper Dans, the Casey's Corner Piano Player, and others will honor Mickey and Minnie with special musical moments throughout the day. And during the celebration, guests will be delighted to find other surprise, limited-time magical experiences popping up all around the Magic Kingdom. A.K.A. we don't know what we're doing yet, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> But it mentioned that the Dapper Dans are staying. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we know the Dapper Dans are here for at least another year, as is the yeah. uh, the piano player over at Casey's Corner, which I'd be heartbroken if he left. Me Don't too. forget, and others. My and, favorite group. Right, and others. Uh, speaking of groups that we love, we're going into Epcot news. Uh, the Epcot news this week brought to you by Dimitri Ravanos and his new show, Chew at Chewing Clock, the college <laughs> football show. Speaking of Dimitri, by the way, he, he and I just recently launched a new podcast called Comic Critic, where we take a look at um, like comic book superhero pop culture. We have one episode out already. Uh, you can subscribe to it now on iTunes, and uh, it'll be on Spotify eventually. It's not there yet. Uh, it's also on Podbean. If you go to comiccritic.podbean.com, uh, it's C-O-M-I-C-R-I-T-I-C. -I 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 so Comic Critic, essentially. Um, don't put two C's in it. I listened to the first episode. I liked it. I'm glad you liked it. Thank you. Um, so if you are a Smash Mouth fan, this is not the weekend for you. 
this next noose is going to smash you in the mouth because they are not <laughs> hey. they are not going to be performing at the Eat to the Beat concert series because somebody in the band is sick. Oh no. They're... Are they sick of doing <clears throat> that song All-Star? I'm sick of these gigs. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, they are someone has been taken ill so they're being replaced with Sister Hazel doing a prolonged uh concert series there. Sister Hazel. I'm familiar and I know what that is. Right, exactly. Uh can have you ever done the candlelight processional at Christmas time? No. no. So what it's like the telling of the Christmas story but by a celebrity narrator. They've they have announced more uh narrators. So I will now read off who's going to be here. Uh November 22nd to 23rd is Cheetah Rivera because I know who that is. Uh <laughs> do, I have no idea who that is. Uh, is that one of the cheetah girls? No. <laughs> C-H-I-T-A Rivera. I have no idea. Uh, 1124 to 1125, Helen Hunt. I do know who that is from Mad About You mm-hmm. and As Good As It Gets. Mm-hmm. She was a big deal for a while. Um, Huge. November 26th to 27th is Alfonso Ribeiro. I don't know who that is. Okay. Um, d- December 3rd to December 6th is some guy named... Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, oh, no, never I, heard of him. I know who that is. Not uh, that's like a lot of names. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I never trust somebody with three <laughs> names like that. Uh, no, Neil Patrick Harris is always the big one. So if you do want to go to that one, you got to get there early. Um, they allowed you to fast pass it in previous years. Not sure if they're doing that this year. Uh, it's going to be December seventh to, uh, to the ninth for Whoopi Goldberg. The tenth to the twelfth for Bart Millard. I have no idea who that is. The thirteenth to fourteenth for Blair Underwood. The 15th to 17th for Gary Sinise. Uh, the 18th to 20th for TV's Pat Sajak, who is best known for Wheel of Fortune. Um, okay. I'm going to try not to butcher this name. The 21st to the 23rd, Alulil Carvalho. I don't know. Oh, is that Moana? Oh, is it? Isn't it? Is I, if I'm understanding what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how that, to say it. That very well might be. Uh, the big one that I always love that I never get to see because I'm never in town on December 24th and 25th is Edward James Olmos. Oh, yeah. Commander Adon. You almost made it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was wow. Uh, he's always on Christmas Thanks, Day. And I never get to That was really <laughs> horrible. Uh, 26th to 27th is Jody Benson, who is the voice of Ariel the Little Mermaid. And 28th mm-hmm. to the 30th is Cal Ripken Jr., a baseball player whose claim to fame is that he showed up a lot. Good for him. He has the record for like most consecutive games. Like he didn't miss any games. Cool. He gets the perfect attendance award for baseball. <laughs> we have dates now for uh, Flower and Garden Festival because Epcot is nothing but festivals now, which I have no problem with. No problem for me either. I love it. I love the festivals. As I plug in my iPad. Uh, yeah, so the Flower and Garden Festival... Next year will start on March 6th and run to June 3rd. So it's running for 90 days. Nice. Uh, the Garden... Make it 100 in my view. Exactly. Why not? The Garden Rocks concert series is expanding to seven days per week. So there's going to be 270 concerts over the course of that 90 days. Wow. The Festival of the Arts, which is actually my favorite festival of the year. It's so Oh, good. I want to go to this one. It's Jan- I've never been to it either. Yeah, it's only January 18th to February 25th. It's the shortest festival they've got. Uh, how, how many days? I don't know exactly, but January 18th to February 25th, so however many days that is. Okay, just over a month. The Disney on Broadway concerts are also expanding to seven days a week this year. Cool. 
All right, so the last two bits of Epcot news are a little rough, so brace yourselves, okay? The first one I think you guys probably already know. Uh, Spaceship Earth is closing for a refurbishment. It's going to be closing for a whopping two years in 2020. What are they going to be doing in there for two years? Gutting the entire thing and building a whole new ride. It's still going to be Spaceship Earth, apparently, but completely different. Like much like when they added Dame Judy Dench, Dame Judy Dench, and took out Jeremy Irons, they are doing it all over again. And I'm wondering who the um, who the um, new narrator is going to be. It's going to be Olaf. Oh, could you imagine? <laughs> Spaceship Earth presented by Olaf. Oh, could you from Frozen? Uh, <laughs> that would be the we would we would not be okay with that. No, nobody would be okay. featuring group. Featuring, featuring Baby Groot. If, if no, they, that would make sense. Could you imagine <laughs> if it's just Baby Groot and the entire thing is, I am Groot. I am Groot. Mm-hmm. I am Groot. Or, uh, and everyone would come off so enlightened. Mm-hmm. Dr. Doofenshmirtz from Phineas and Ferb. Thank the Venetians. They invented it. Uh, <laughs> I'm really, uh, Pete and I were kind of texting about this the other day. And the one thing I said to him was, I was like, I kind of hope it's not Morgan Freeman, but I kind of feel like it's going to be Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Like a miraculous spaceship, our planet has hurtled through the cosmos. Like, I I feel like I love Morgan Freeman. I love his work, but I feel like he is he narrates everything now, and I kind of want other narrators. I agree with that. I feel like Pete and I have discussed in the past, like, who we'd like to see take over when the time comes, but... Gilbert Godfrey. Like a miraculous spaceship, our planet has wheeled through the cosmos. Yeah, that would be phenomenal. Alex, do another request, quick. <laughs> I bet some type of Kermit could do it. Um, I bet you he can. So for me, the big takeaway from this, or at least what I read in the news, which could be wrong, mm-hmm. is that everything past the Industrial Revolution, they're totally changing. Yeah, which means think. we're losing out on our beautiful and wonderful mainframe computer room <sighs> yeah that's gonna be rough yeah what are, how are they gonna talk awesome that? segment yeah it's so good i really hope I wish they would bring back the part where they speculate about when you could talk to people from across the the, the planet world. yeah it's just a click of a mouse as can if you imagine? it's science fiction yeah could, could you imagine that world like where you could record like radio shows <laughs> to go on the internet with people that are in different states Three different states. Three different Impossible. states. Impossible. Witchcraft is what it is. <laughs> uh, so it's not till 2020, so don't panic yet, folks. If you can get here in the next two years, you can still thank the Phoenicians as much as you want. Uh, but make sure you get your thanks in pretty quickly because they're not going to be around much longer. I, the, they might keep the Phoenicians. That's kind of become a thing. Yeah. Are you guys worried or you trust Disney with this one? I'm excited to see what they do. I think it's about time. It's a ride that needs to be refurbished and regularly. So I'm going into I'm I'm hopeful. I'm worried that they'll add screens or IP. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh <clears throat> well, and you know what? I we we all kind of figured it was coming because the uh the sponsorship with Siemens has ended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm. once when usually when a sponsor turns over that's when it's usually time to get a new sponsor and and turn the ride over. So, yeah. I hope the next new segment is about those monoliths and that they're leaving. <laughs> the, mo- the what? 
the the leave a legacy monolith oh yeah no it's not that um it's oh. it's something else right. so um in, in early 2019 disney will be announcing the replacement of illuminations i'm i'm hesitantly excited for this i mean i love illuminations i just watched it again recently i'm probably gonna watch it a lot more in the next year because we've only got a year left with it Mm-hmm. The the nighttime spectacular for Epcot um, will play through the end of summer 2019 with the new show to debut immediately following the conclusion of Illuminations. No other details have been provided, but sources have indicated that drones will be a part of the new show, which we've known is coming for a while. Disney's been filing mm-hmm. a lot of um, like like patents and like plans to use drones in a nighttime show. So everyone kind of assumed it was going to be for whatever's going to replace Illuminations. Um, um, expect to see familiar Disney characters and stories as part of the show we were also told uh, according to WW Magic which I mm. feel like is going to tick off a lot of people yeah I'm probably one of them yeah like I don't know how I, I feel about that like if I want if I want something with Disney characters I can go see Happily Ever After yeah or Fantasmic both <laughs> wonderful shows in my opinion I hope they, they stay with like the international <laughs> unity theme but, I mean, do you think it's just going to be like Disney characters from all the different countries like coming together? Like, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I I really hope it's not just going to be a big like like I don't want to be hearing like "Let It Go" while standing around World Showcase Lagoon. Exactly. Well, I think that's going to happen. Yeah, I think it's going to happen too. It sounds like it's going to happen. Uh, Illuminations Reflections of Earth debuted in October of 1999 as part of the Walt Disney World Millennium Celebration and carried forward the long-standing tradition of the Illuminations Nighttime Spectacular. That was the first time we went to Disney. The Millennium. Yep. With the big big 2000 on top of the Epcot, uh, on top of Spaceship Earth. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. Bring it back, I say. I almost said Epcot. (laughs) Uh, Um, Do you remember that parade with like the gigantic puppets? I do. There was a parade? What kind of parade was it? There Uh, was a big parade around um, the World Showcase Lagoon and it had big um people was it pe- the people holding up big giant puppets and they were terrifying huh. and then well, there was, was big, i loved it it was a good parade there's this big float with like a wheel of drums that kind of spun and the the drummers would drum as the wheel like spun on the float it was really impressive looking it made it made an huh. impression on us that sounds really mm-hmm. awesome yeah, I guess I'm up. sure there's videos of it, right? Oh, definitely. I can only remember the theme song. I can't remember what it's called. Do the theme song. Celebrate the future, hands in hand. Oh, I remember that. They still play that when you walk out of Epcot. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've got uh, Animal Kingdom news. Uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom. Rafiki's Planet Watch is closing which we've heard about for a few weeks, but then apparently reopening in 2019, which is a new thing that is going around. Okay. Oh, we all thought that Rafiki's Planet Watch was going to be closing uh, as of October 21st, so only a few days left before the closure. Disney's now apparently now telling cast members to expect the uh, area to reopen in spring of 2019, so it's not closing forever. We have no details on what they're going to be doing with such a lengthy refurbishment. Huh. What are they doing with those goats? Well, I mean, goat burgers, obviously. 
delicious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think they're tenderized. Area... Heading. Yeah, that's that's really it's just been a long game of like of children brushing the goats and <laughs> free labor right there. <laughs> no, folks, they are not going to do away with the animals. I'm sure they're going to be well taken care of and be ready to greet us in 2019. Uh, you know, all the goats have 80s names. No, seriously. Yeah, when last time I was there, I was talking to one of the cast members, and they were like, "Oh yeah, all the goats have 80s names. Uh, that's Skeletor. This one's McFly." That one's Megatron. <laughs> and I was just like, this is the greatest thing ever. Why don't they have na- like, like name badges on? Because that's mm-hmm. really, really great. They need to make a bigger deal of that. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, totally. Uh, speaking of dance parties, said no one, uh, the Hakuna Matata <laughs> dance party is going to be coming to Animal Kingdom on Discovery Island next year. From January 18th to September 30th, join Timon and Rafiki and dance the night away, or day away, over on Discovery Island. Hmm. <laughs> exactly what animal kingdom needed a dance party uh, that's what i always say when you go to animal kingdom it's like i feel like i could be dancing right now but there's just no opportunity none mm-hmm. no opportunities forget whatsoever. about those stupid tigers give me a dance party yeah baby hippo who like i just want to dance with a meerkat <laughs> uh totally so speaking of things that sound like a really great idea the up close with rhinos tour is going to be (laughs) 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 what could possibly go wrong (laughs) starting november 1st this is this is real i'm not being fake like oh my gosh Starting November 1st is a 60-minute guided adventure that will give guests a behind-the-scenes look at how our dedicated animal team cares for the white rhinos on Kilimanjaro safaris and how Disney is helping save endangered rhinos in the wild. As part of this intimate experience, guests may even get a chance to touch a rhino. What? Yeah, like, that's exactly what I want to do. Like, that's not going to... Don't touch a rhino. Never touch a rhino, folks. Never. They're just like, they're, they're big horned land sharks. Don't ever touch them. Uh, well, they do have that that one tour where you like. I haven't been on it, but I've seen it where they like dangle over the crocodile pool. Yeah, so yeah. That's I guess like they the, like to push the envelope. The, I think that's the Wild Jeez. Africa trek, which I've always wanted to do. It's you're like on a rickety bridge over the over the Nile crocodiles. <laughs> over and like if you fall like too far the other way, you end up in the hippo pool, and they're more likely to kill you. Uh, yeah, either way, you're probably screwed because hippos are fat river sharks. Mm-hmm. Um, Mad respect. One tour of Up Close with Rhinos will be offered each day. The booking window for the one-hour experience opened on September the 22nd, which was World Rhino Day. Guests must be at least four years old to participate, and the cost... What do you think it costs to touch a rhino at Disney? Uh, $175. $225. $40. How much? 40 that's oh it. my gosh. $40 to let a four year old touch a rhino. You That's can't less than one euro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, like, I feel like they're just trying to entice people to get close to the rhinos for some reason. This is like, maybe this is some plot by the rhinos to try to like get people in there. Maybe the zookeepers have a grudge against the rhinos. Or like, a grudge against the guests. And they're like, you know, it would be great to watch someone get both? speared by a rhino. <laughs> and then watch the rhino suffer the consequences for spearing a human. Oh my! We've uncovered a huge conspiracy here. I think <laughs> you heard it here. You did it. 
first, folks. Yeah, exactly. Disc- uh, discounts are even available to pass holders and Disney Vacation Club members. They really want how, you to touch these rhinos. How long is this tour? Is it like 10 minutes and you just walk in and get killed by a rhino and you then it's over? Rhino. Yeah, they, they, throw your carcass, and... they throw your carcass into the, uh, into the Nile crocodiles. And... Oh, it's a, another money-saving point. Exactly. <laughs> Save on food for the crocodiles, who weren't out last time I was there. Though the baby hippo was out last time, and he was chasing birds. They bring the crocodiles in? What? They bring the crocodiles in? Well, yeah. None of the animals, like, sleep in the attraction. Not even the hippos and the crocodiles. No, they have, like, a backstage area where they live. Are they, like, clicker trains? Click, click. And they all come stampeding in? I I don't know. I don't usually, you know, traffic in that, but... You'll have to do the Wild Africa tour, Alex, and find out. Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty sure they all they all sleep like in the back. I, I could be I could be completely wrong. I know like the elephants and like the the rhinos and like all of them like they all have like and the cheetahs they all have like homes in like. I don't think it'd be that hard. Them. You just put their food in there, like. Well, yeah, the other they, part of there. Though I have seen the hippos get fed um, out in the attraction. They throw them like heads of lettuce and watermelons and stuff, and they like. Well, they're hippos, so they probably eat all the time, right? Yeah, I'm course. gonna need someone to tell me how they get crocodiles to come in at night. Yeah, Just drop me a line. The, well, the last time I was there, there were no Nile crocodiles out there, and usually they're all like on top of each other. So they clearly they go were, somewhere. They were on vacation. Where do crocodiles go on vacation? Universal Studios. Gator they want to try a no, change. They go to Gatorland to make fun of the alligators. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> um. Disney's Hollywood Studios news. They are now doing a preview for Nutcracker and the Four Realms at Walt Disney Presents, formerly known as Walt Disney One Man's Dream. They have also removed the Star-Lord and Baby Groot meet-and-greet experience. No way. Yeah, I was very disappointed because that Baby Groot was adorable and interactive. I thought you liked Star-Lord. Like no. Was it a puppet? No, it was, like, it was like a tiny little animatronic, but someone's clearly okay. controlling it because, like, like it gave me a fist bump and like it react I was wearing the infinity gauntlet and I showed it to him and he actually went ooh like his eyes got so, all big and like kind of like a more advanced version of meeting um BB8 kind of yeah okay cuz I have done that one but not the I mean I don't know how group. much more advanced I mean BB8 beeps and whistles and Groot just as I am Groot Sure. Or the Remy animatronic that was in Paris. Yeah, I used while. to. I liked that for a while. That was that was really cool for a while. They had that one restaurant um, at Ch- um, Chefs de France. Mm-hmm. So Star Lord and Groot are being replaced with a Mike and Sully. Mike Wazowski and Sully meet and greet uh, that opens on January the 18th. So Mike and Sully had a meet and greet in Hollywood Studios for a long time before they closed down half the park to build all the, uh, Toy Story Land and Star Wars Land, and now they're coming back. Oh, nice. This seems like something a bit more permanent than Star-Lord and Baby Groot. Yeah. Uh, Pixar Place. A lot of people have been wondering what's going to happen to Pixar Place now that the entrance to Toy Story Midway Mania is in Toy Story Land. I always just kind of assumed they were just going to board it up and that was going to be it. We were never going to see it again. However, starting um, on January the 18th, Pixar Place will be turned into Metroville City Block, which will be an incredible themed area. Nice. Oh, That's cool. incredible. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> Guests will meet super suit designer Edna Mode and see some of her greatest creations. They will look for clues to the whereabouts of the youngest incredible, the mischievous and multi-powered Jack-Jack. At the end of the block, guests will celebrate the heroic deeds of Mr. Incredible, Mrs. Incredible, who I call Elastigirl, uh, because she has mm-hmm. her own identity. 
Yeah, she does. Totally. independent woman. Uh, and Frozone, who will make appearances throughout the day uh, during a party featuring lively music, dancing, interactive games, and lots more super fun. I don't know if this is a character meet and greet or if this is another dance party. Well, those characters know how to dance. I've seen it with my own eyes. I have watched with I've watched with with awe as Mr. Incredible has both whipped and nayed in my presence. Is so, that true? Yes. That's sure. unacceptable. Have you guys seen the video where uh Elastigirl's face falls off? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. She, I mean, whoever's in there handles it like a pro, but it's like, kind of disturbing. Yes. <laughs> I didn't realize it came off like that. It looked like one of it, it looked like one of the robots from Austin Powers, where their face comes off. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Star Wars stage is currently gone. Oh, good. You know, that horror, where did that, it go? Yeah, that horrible Star Wars back? stage show. So I was in Hollywood Studios uh, with my friends from Canada, uh, like uh, last week. Um, yeah, I have friends. That's right. Uh, Keep bragging. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the stage was gone. And I was like really surprised, but like pleasantly surprised because I could see the full Chinese theater. Uh, I thought you first could take it time. out and put it back. Take that was out, the original idea, but that turned it that turned out to be like way too much work. And because originally mm -hmm. the idea was that it was supposed to like come out and like come together, and that was one of the things they were trying to do that didn't end up happening. Um, Why are they so obsessed with obscuring that beautiful building? I know it's like they love to do that. I, they really do. Uh, so it's not gone forever. It is. Um, it has been. It, so the show ended daily operations on September 30th, but will resume in late November uh, because they're doing concrete work in the area of the stage. Mm. So, if you've ever wanted to watch clips from Star Wars and then have Chewbacca come out and go, "Hey," and then leave, <laughs> don't worry, it's coming back. Have you been reading my diary? Yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> At first, I thought it was just a very sad handwritten book. But <laughs> uh, and that's the news this week after an hour of news. That is a ton of news. Yeah. So I think the biggest news that came out of this week is probably the Illuminations thing, mm -hmm. which um, I mean, that one, that's the one that hurts. Like, because as much as we rag on Illuminations sometimes for being outdated, it is still like, like we saw it in um the uh the fast pass location recently my girlfriend and i and it was just like tears coming down my face because it's just a beautiful show nerd i yeah. i agree i love it great music good use of like fireworks and lighting Wait, was that like a thing like during your program like after work you can catch illuminations if you weren't working uh, no i was i was still working but on my rare days off yeah <laughs> we could go <laughs> Yeah, they 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 run their college program uh, workers pretty strictly, don't they? Yeah, and you know the restaurant closes at nine, so we're there till like, or we were there till like eleven thirty, right? Back in the day. Uh, so, do you, do you miss the program at all? Did you wish that you did it longer? Or were you ready to go? Um, part of me wished I had done another program. I wouldn't have wanted to stay at that job, right? But it was a really good experience overall. Yeah. So cool. I'm glad I did it. 
So your guys' show, The Elixir of Life, a Harry Potter podcast. You can find it on iTunes. You can find it on Spotify. You can find it on um, Google Play and all the other apps for Android that kind of pull from the iTunes library and also on Libsyn. Uh, they also have a mm-hmm. Patreon. If you guys, I'm a supporter of theirs on Patreon. So if you want to go, it's like, thank you. You know, just for, for $2 a month, you guys can support a great up and coming podcast. Um, so make sure you listen. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you review for them. Um, and that episode that I'm on should be dropping this week. And are you, is it going to be one episode or are you splitting into two? I, I think we're going to keep it one. We went, it's just long. Yeah, we went for It's going to be long. You'll love it. I know all the listeners of Two Men in the Mouse are shocked by that. That <laughs> I was on a long episode. I'm totally podcast. okay with listeners pausing it halfway through and taking a break if they want. No, mm-hmm. It could have been two hours, so you're welcome. We talk a lot <laughs> about, you know, the different attractions, all the food that you can get in, um, Wizarding World of Harry Potter. We talk a bit about like the behind the scenes stuff with J.K. Rowling and Universal and how she first went to Disney with it. Obviously, there's some comparisons to Disney, so there is still some Disney stuff mentioned. And um, yeah, so check it out. Dropping on Monday, uh, Monday the fifteenth. So okay, anything else you guys wanted to add? Um, you can find us all across social media by searching at Elixir of Life Pod. E L I X I R. Cool. All right. Well, without any further ado, that's going to do it for Two Men in the Mouse this week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. And Pete will be back uh, with the next episode. We're going to be uh, bringing Dave Weikert in and finally get into those questions from that episode that we lost. Uh, folks, if you love Peter Mandel, and who doesn't? We love him so much. We can't wait to have him back. Check him out over at his comic book store, Rogue Comics in Cranford, New Jersey, which you can find at 105 North Union Avenue, Cranford, New Jersey, 07016. Or take a trip over to RogueComics.com, where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store. If you're planning a trip to Walt Disney World, Disney Cruise, Adventures by Disney, any Disney resort throughout the known world, or Aulani in Hawaii, and even Universal Orlando Resort, where you can find the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, check out our own wizard of travel, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, <laughs> who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. Just uh, give him, shoot him an email over at DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net. If you're renting a crib or stroller on your Disney or Universal vacation, talk to our friends over at Kingdom Strollers, who will deliver the crib or stroller of your dreams right to your Disney resort. Check them out at KingdomStrollers.com. And of course, our friend Dimitri Rivanos. Check him out on his college football podcast every weekday morning on Armchair All-Americans, iTunes, and Stitcher. Over, uh, <clears throat> the show is called Chewing Clock, and you guys will really love it. Check out our new podcast together, Comic Critic, which you can find uh, on iTunes and uh, Podbean currently. It'll be up on Spotify once we have enough uh, episodes of that to go around. And for me, folks, my books are currently on sale. Um, most of the Rossinanti series is 99 cents a book. Uh, there'll be a special sale coming in November, which I can't get into the specifics of right now, uh, but very, very excited for it. And I'll be letting you guys know about it closer to uh, when that comes up. Also, um, <clears throat> my other book, <coughs> excuse me, Winters of Elnora, uh, Birth of the Dark Angel, is also only nine, uh, is about 99 cents on Amazon right now. Uh, folks, thank you so much for joining us again this and every week. Lauren, any closing words? Oh, no, just thanks for having us. It's been fun. Thank you, guys. Alex, any closing words? Thank you so much. It's been a dream. Thank you, guys, so much. Please, folks, keep the magic alive every day of your lives. We will see you next time on Two Men and the Mouse. If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us.